welcome to the Red Dove Podcast. We are women storytellers and our stories center on Black women, activism, and mental health. I'm Rainy. And I'm Liz. And tonight we're going to do another spotlight in activism. Tonight's spotlight in activism is Kutsia Sharif. She's uh, the deputy director at Chicago Abortion Fund. And self-described, her prono- their pronouns are she, they, and she describes herself as, as a fierce advocate for reproductive justice and an aspiring birth worker. At the core of Kudsia's passion for reproductive justice is an understanding of all people's inherent worth and a sense of duty to ensure dignity, respect, and empathy for all. And in her reproductive justice journey began in 2016 in Philadelphia, where she served as the access counselor with Women's Medical Fund, which is a great group in Philadelphia. And before that, uh, she went her undergraduate to the University of Chicago. And as a student there, she founded the Project Reproductive Freedom, which was a student advocacy organization dedicated to raising awareness about reproductive justice issues and supporting local reproductive justice organizations in the Chicago area. You know what gets me like it's like we've been saying over and over again even when we did the episode about abortion even the last episode we did you know when people come into these spaces and you know they finally are clued in like oh shit's going down and then they want to just start creating things on their own I mean, there's so many programs that are already in place and there are people who have been doing this work much longer, you know, like this person since 2016, I think you said. Yes. So they've been cultivating and honing in on this work for the last six years. Like you should, we should sit down and be quiet and listen to what they have to say and follow their lead rather than, you know, so many times, again, we just see people just, you know, of course we want your fire, we want your passion, but, you know, sometimes it's directed at the wrong place and it's not helpful. Like having all of this energy of, you know, a golden retriever, but no way to funnel it to where it's helpful doesn't help anyone. <laughs> we, were, but we were lucky to find an article that could see a wrote when she was a student in Chicago as a Chicago student paper. And we're going to link all of the uh, source material for this episode on our website. This was uh, the paper. It's called The Chicago Maroon. Katsia wrote this article in The Chicago Maroon. And she starts out by saying, my four years at U U Chicago has been full of organizing advocacy and activism. I've worked to commit myself to principles of equity and justice through my extracurricular pursuits and academic explorations. I try to dedicate myself to fighting for change both on and beyond campus for marginalized communities and oppressed peoples. But as I learned more about the conceptual framework and history of reproductive justice, I began to realize there was little to no discussion of the topic on U Chicago's campus. The only existing organization related to reproductive rights or justice was located within the law school and specifically about reproductive justice in law. 
I wanted to bring discussions of reproductive justice to the greater U Chicago community. And I wanted to position the discussions with a model that emphasized the need for advocacy and action beyond our campus. You know, what I love is kind of like what we just said, you know, they saw a problem and they're like, let me go do some research. I'm not seeing it, but let me do some research and see what's here now. And then to find, okay, this is a small portion of where, you know, this information on reproductive rights and laws are, but we need a broader topic on it, you know? So doing due diligence, figuring things out and then realizing, okay, there's a need here that I can fill and now I'm going to fill it. I love it. And then she, she started a group called Project Reproductive Freedom in this 2017-2018 uh, school year. And they were officially granted RSO status. I don't know what that means, RSO uh, status in the winter of 2018 and could see a rights. And since then we have hosted a teach-in about reproductive justice quarterly called Paint Your Orgasm Study Breaks and Ooh. fundraise, I know, and fundraise hundreds of dollars for the Chicago Abortion Fund. Our biggest project took place this month from um, May, May 20th to 24th, which was a full week of events that explored different facets of reproductive justice, uplifted the work of local Chicago organizations, and fundraised over $2,000 in support of reproductive justice. That's Kutsia as an undergrad. Like, yeah, let's imagine what she's doing now. I, maybe I'm, this is why I teach middle school and I'm super mature, but I'm like, paint your orgasm study breaks. That sounds like something I'd like to go do. What does that mean? <laughs> See, and there's that messaging again, right? Like you, you probably took hours of like brainstorming to come up with that title. And that will get people in the door. They're like, exactly. Study break or what, what is this? And I'm sure it's not what, you know, initially you think, but get people in the door and they're like, oh okay, like it's not what I thought it's going to be, but this is also really great. <laughs> yeah, it's totally not going to be that. <laughs> <laughs> Got him in the door. Right? <laughs> Lock the door behind him. <laughs> I found this. I thought this was appropriate. This is something that Kutsia wrote, and this was more Kutsia today. As an aspiring birth worker, Kutsia hopes to build community support networks and collective power through providing individuals and families with the tools to empower and advocate for themselves and their communities. Each day, Kutsia strives to embody and practice an, an unapologetically Black, queer, feminist, and anti-capitalist politic, which I love. And that's also like we're going with like the, the racial disparities in healthcare and receiving um, healthcare and how there are disproportionately more Black mothers that face health risks, even death, giving birth, which is why when she said she's an aspiring birth worker, I kind of picked up on that because that, that just triggered all of this information that I've been learning by reading more about this topic and how important it is. Well, I heard from several Black women that were interviewed um, in various articles, and they said that it was important to them to have somebody that looked like them in the birthing room and not just in the birthing room, but with them for the entire birth and pregnancy and how important that was. And if all, you know, testimonials, you know, if so-and-so wasn't there, I wouldn't have known to ask that or on and on and on, like how crucial this work is. This seems really interesting. You could take deep dives into the healthcare 
in the future. Well, absolutely. Because I mean, we know the Black mother mortality rate in this country is atrocious. You know, Black mothers are less likely to survive pregnancy and giving birth than their white counterparts because of so many issues. I know when I went to have my children, I was very aware and I was very scared. My own mother had a very traumatic birthing experience with my with one of my siblings. And, you know, we almost lost both of them because they would not believe that my mom was in active labor and, you know, she had already had a cesarean and they wouldn't listen to her that she was in pain until it was far too late. And my sister was traumatized. They couldn't get her out. You know, they, my mom couldn't have any sort of, you know, emergency surgery to get her out, even though her body needed it because my mom could not, you know, give birth that way. She needed C-sections, but you know, my sister got stuck in the birthing canal. It was awful. They didn't listen to my mother at all. And I mean, my own doctors have not listened to me for a couple of things where I'm like, something doesn't feel right. And they're like, you're fine. You're fine. I mean, we see stories all the time of black women who die in child labor and in birthing in this country where we're supposed to be one of you know, we're supposed to be a first world country, but we have women, black women dying. And so black women are deeply, deeply wary of hospitals and going to give birth because so many, so many times we don't come back from it. And it's ridiculous that we live in America and that's a thing. Right. And so many people that look like me have no idea and they just, it's really two, two different Americas, especially when it comes to the healthcare system. Absolutely. So that's her aspirations. And that's what Kasia is working on for her future. And currently, like we said at the top, Kasia is the deputy director at the Chicago Abortion Fund. Wow. Yes. The Chicago Abortion Fund is one of the local abortion groups that is linked to that national group that you had mentioned to support, is it abortionfunds.org, right? Yeah, abortion. Okay, so Chicago Abortion Fund is part of that collective. It's huge. And if you haven't done it already, uh, Rainy and I both did uh, hop on to abortionfunds.org and and, uh, pledge any kind of amount you can offer. We went with the yearly subscription and um, you're able to, you know, have your dollars go directly to maybe the Chicago Abortion Fund. So Katsia, this is from their website, they describe themselves, the uh, Chicago Abortion Fund boldly affirms a person's right to bodily autonomy. The mission of the Chicago Abortion Fund is to advance reproductive autonomy and justice for everyone by providing financial, logistical, and emotional support to people seeking abortion services and by building collective power and fostering partnerships for political and cultural change. Love it. Yeah, right. They say we they've envisioned a world where everyone has freedom and autonomy to create to create lives, families, and communities that are healthy, safe, and thriving, and where the full range of reproductive choices, including abortion, are accessible and affirmed. I love it. And I love that it's people who have these reproductive issues leading the charge on it. You yes. know, like we don't need men to step in on these conversations and and try to tell women what when and where they need to create lives and families you know i was reading something the other day and i think it was a senator or something that 
was trying to lie and said like, oh, well, um, you know, the Democrats want, you know, uh, you to be able to abort all the way up to 52 weeks. <laughs> yeah. And uh, listeners, if you don't know, a woman's only pregnant for 40 weeks. So <laughs> That's who you the- wanted to help. Yeah, right. these, decisions. <laughs> right. these are the people who are trying to make these decisions. They have no idea what a woman's body does they don't even know how long women are pregnant like what stupidest shit if and if you're in the chicago area and you want to get involved check out they call caf chicago abortion fund and they said since roe v wade has been overturned in the first three months of 2022 over 80 percent of the people that they supported we're from out of state. Now, sorry, you know, I'm not good with geography. I believe we're entering the middle of the country, the square states where I'm not really too boned up on it, but I believe that in neighboring states, there's less access. Absolutely. This is, okay, go ahead. Yeah, I'm sorry. No, no, don't be sorry. I mean, you're absolutely right though. I'm gonna actually pull up, but you know, Illinois is a Midwest state and you know, as we know, the Midwest is not exactly, is not exactly the best place for reproductive rights. I'm like, I had to pull up a map so I could remember. Um, (laughs) This is not a geography quiz. Right. So, I mean, Illinois is surrounded by Indiana, Kentucky, Missouri, Iowa. You know, it's so weird because I always feel like Kentucky is like super in the, in the South and Illinois is like, super up north i have no idea about our state (laughs) like if you were to put if you were to put it in like grids it would be like if you were to look at the country in thirds it would be on like the easternmost um in the midwest it would be in the easternmost section so illinois is not too too far from you it's one two three four states over and yet it feels like a life well, I mean, driving 30 minutes for you feels like a lifetime. <laughs> it really does. I have to like mentally prep. I'm like, okay, I'm going to be taking this trip. going to be a while. I don't know. When the freeway shut down, we had a chemical leak and a, a train flipped over and they shut down the freeways and that the freeway that I need to go to get my kids. I left my school at 2.30 on Friday. And by the time I got home with the kids, it was 6.30. I spent like four hours driving that day. Jeez. Oh my God. I don't think you could drive Jersey from the, from one point to the other. It would be four hours. Yeah, it might not be, huh? Maybe like if you went lengthwise? No, it's definitely like two hours. No, you're like, no, no, it is not. It's not all that. <laughs> so a lot of Jersey people, we could tell you our exact exit. Like that's how it's like broken. <laughs> Oh, I love it. So yeah, after the after Roe v. Wade was repealed, CAF is starting to see like a huge influx of like neighboring states, and they're boasting like we're helping these people. They say they uh, regularly hear from over 500 people a month, and they stay with these people through their entire process, like building relationships. There's they have relationships with over 55 clinics in seven states across the Midwest. They provide funding for appointments, practical support like gas, lodging, childcare, and food. 
They support with clinic selection, insurance counseling, and other logistical considerations. They've supported people receiving care in Illinois from all 50 states. It's so amazing. Like, that's how you become allies. And that's how you really care about, about reproductive rights. And, you know, I love that it's not just a border thing. Like, oh, we can only help the people in Illinois. It's like, if you need help, we'll help you. I mean, it's one thing to get an abortion or to have a, a child, but to support the whole process through whichever decision you make and to have a organization there that has the resources to support you in whatever decision you make. It's, that's, that's amazing. Yeah. It's, it's the, um, again, the downstream solution or an upstream problem, like, okay, you're going to take this away. Well then, and, and they emphasize this on their website. They're saying that like state borders, like if another state is banning abortion, it's not going to stop us from helping you get to the services that you need. Mm-hmm. Currently, Callers coming into Illinois primarily come from the following states, Nebraska, Iowa, Arkansas, Mississippi, Michigan, Tennessee, Texas, obviously Illinois, Indiana, Missouri, Wisconsin, Kentucky, Kansas, Ohio. Isn't that like all of the Midwest? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm like, I kind of know where Arkansas is and Mississippi and obviously Texas, but the rest of them, I'm like, I have no idea. This is, yeah, you're right. The Midwest, see, I'm so, it's so East Coast. I'm like, it's just, it's all rectangles. I don't know. I don't know where any of these. I'm the same way. I'm like the middle. (laughs) I'm like, oh, (laughs) the middle, Kentucky. It's the middle too, right? (laughs) If it's not on a coast, I just assume it's in the middle. (laughs) And like the majority of people that they regularly support are people coming from Indiana, Iowa, and Nebraska. Are they states next to Illinois? Probably, right? Let me see. Um, Nebraska is two states over. So wait, you said Illinois, Nebraska, and Iowa? Indiana. Indiana. So Indiana is directly east of Illinois. Okay. And then uh, Iowa, you said? Yes. Iowa is directly west of Illinois. And then Nebraska is directly west of Iowa. So like Nebraska's like a like wild card. Who's directly north of Chicago? I mean Illinois. Listen to me. It's not even Illinois. I'm like Chicago. The rest of you don't exist. <laughs> Just Chicago. Yeah. Wisconsin is directly above. Illinois. Okay. I'm like Nebraska. That must be the closest place for them, or or the place that offers Nebraska. Well, like like Nebraska north north of Nebraska. Nebraska is South Dakota. West of Nebraska is Wyoming and Colorado, but Colorado's a purple state. Sometimes Colorado's cool and sometimes Colorado isn't. <laughs> and then directly south of Nebraska is Kansas. Southeast of Nebraska is Missouri. East of Nebraska is Iowa. Yeah. So, I mean, it would look like the closest kind of more progressive state would be Illinois from Nebraska because California's too far because you've got those really big, big square states to the west so like montana wyoming utah idaho like you've got that kind of section in between california and nebraska jesus so yeah i think it yeah it looks like it would be much easier to get to illinois than it would be to drive nine miles in the wyoming wilderness (laughs) wow well 
CAF is one of many grassroots organizations that are providing access um, and logistical care for people seeking uh, reproductive services, including abortions. We are going to link all the major source materials on our website as well as our social media. You can check it out further. If you haven't done so, please donate to abortionfunds.org. The money goes in support of grassroots collectives, including CAF. Oh, side note on our social media. Um, maybe by the time you're listening to this episode, it's already happened. But I have been told that the person that runs our Facebook has gotten restricted talking about they don't like the ads that we're putting out. So I know a lot of our listeners uh, engage with us over on Facebook. I'm just saying you might want to start connecting with us over on Twitter and Instagram because I don't I don't know what going on with Facebook but you know the person that's running is he's like told us that they have restricted our account right now so I'm not I'm not sure what any of this means I'm sure you understand this a lot more than I do but just wanted to like throw that out there thanks Facebook (laughs) so I don't know (sighs) ridiculous but thank you for uh person that runs our social media it's the same person, so if you're enjoying yourself on Facebook, check them out over on Twitter and Instagram. Um, thank you for those that have rated and reviewed our show on Apple Podcasts. If you haven't done so yet, go check it out. It really, really helps spread the word. Until next time.